we thank you, Lord, that when Lord you could give us all other things as the Almighty God. Yeah, there is something which you desire most from us. That we might be able to see you. That we might be able to be having that revelation, Lord, even as Peter had. We thank you so much, Lord, that Lord, you want to show yourself to And we just pray even in this time, Lord, once again, Lord, by your Spirit, reveal yourself to us. We thank you that you have given us of your Holy Spirit. So that he can testify concerning you. Open the eyes of our hearts. Will we be able to know you? In your precious name we pray. Amen. We have been fellowshipping on the theme of the kingdom come that will be done. And that's from Matthew 6.10. And we know that there's a lot in there that really can't apply to us. Quite often, this seems to be a, a general, something which God is doing. And it is His kingdom, so He's going to make it happen. So perhaps we have a wishful desire but nothing much that we can do. But this has been really impressed upon me that it is something practical. Something that applies to our lives and our experience. And in fact, it's very much related to what we have heard the past weekend, uh, two weeks ago at the conference. Where we live in my life. So it's something which Lord willing, He can open our eyes to see. Well, something related to the kingdom of God. I can just paraphrase, you don't have to turn, is when uh, the Pharisees were asking Jesus, when is the kingdom of God coming? And in Luke 17:20, He says that the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It's not low here or low there. But beholding the kingdom of God in the midst of you. And 
so but it says the kingdom of God in the midst of you. So and then we also see in another verse that in, in that the Lord is the one who is trying to tell us that we just ponder here for a while that the kingdom of God is in our midst. So it, it means that it's something which we need to realize. And, and it's something which happens around us in our lives. And then, then we can also look at the Matthew uh, 11, 12. I again, to paraphrase, you don't have to turn there. So uh, he says that the Jesus telling that uh, from the days of John Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven is taken by violence, and the violence sits on it. And in verse 15, he also says that he that has ear to hear, let him hear. And then similar to that in Luke 16, 16, it, it also talks about that. And it, the Lord says, the Lord of prophets went to John, but from that time, the glad tidings of the kingdoms are announced. And everyone forces his way into it, into the kingdom. So we see here that the kingdom of God is not only in our midst, but it's something which we need to take violence to enter in. We are forcing our way into the kingdom of heaven. So the picture of the kingdom of heaven is totally different from what we might expect. What I would like to think is he's the kingdom of God and then he is the Almighty One. He's the king, he's going to make it happen. But uh, what we've been reading here is totally the opposite. He's telling us those who have ears to hear, individuals who can perceive what the kingdom of God means. That we are the ones who are going to enter in and take it by force. So it's not something passive to us at all. And it's also a personal quest. And then we are called to take this upon us. So then we see here is something which very much um, it's not just spoken here in, in the gospel. And at the end in the book of Revelation. It says that he who has ears to hear. So you are the indanting. And it's mentioned seven times. And it's mentioned in relation to the overcomers in the seven churches in Asia. So 
啊，呼召得胜者的啊那些那个话里说的。And later on in in Revelation 12, we know that when the、uh, woman giving birth to a man child. 所以在启示录第十二章里提到这个男孩子生下来的时候。So after the man child is born, he's taken up, he's raptured. So this man child is born, he's taken up, he's raptured. And after his rapture, then、uh, Satan is cast down on earth because the man child was was born, and he was able to then、uh, obtain that kind of a victory for 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 Christ. So this man child is taken up, he's raptured. After his rapture, then Satan is cast down on earth. And that we can read in Revelations 12, verse 10 to 12. 我们读启示录第十二章第十节到十二节。It says, "And I heard a great voice in the heavens saying, 'Now has come the salvation, the power, and the kingdom of God, and the authority of His Christ.'" 我听见在天上有大声音说，我神的救恩、能力、国度，并他基督的权柄，现在都来到了。For the accuser of our brethren has been Uh, cast out, who accused them before our God day and night. And they have overcome him by the reason of the blood of the Lamb, and by the reason of the word of their testimony, and have not loved their life even unto death. 弟兄胜过他，是因高人的血和自己所见证的道道。他们虽至于死，也不爱惜性命。Therefore, be a fool of delight in heavens, and ye that dwell in them. So, so now it says here that now is come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God. Because he, he, uh, here he also mentions, uh, uh, first, first ten. Uh, oh, he says, uh, uh, you see, today, uh, uh. 哦，神的救恩、能力、国度， so、并他基督的权柄现在到了。So we see that the kingdom of God now has been fulfilled and realized。所以在这个时候，国度就实现应验了，实现了。Uh, 然后撒旦就被摔下去了。那这把钥匙到底是什么呢 ？Because the, the The accuser of the brethren has been cast out, who accused the、uh, the saints there, those saints day and night. So, 控告弟兄，昼夜控告弟兄的那个那一位。And they overcome him by the reason of the blood of the lamb. 那他们胜过他是借着羔羊的血和自己所见的。And the reason of their testament, the word of their testament. 还有自己所见的圣的道。And they have not loved their life even unto death. 他们到至于死也不爱惜性命。So we see now that.、Uh, What is mentioned in the Gospels is really fulfilled here. So that's something which happened from the very the time when Jesus on the earth. So from when we were on the earth, it's progressively taking place. So gradually, gradually, this is fulfilled. That those who heard the, the calling, 是借着那些听到呼召的人 ，those who have ears to hear， 那有耳的就听应当听。They forced their way into the kingdom， 所以他们被这个强也被逼着进这个国度。And indeed, they brought the kingdom of heaven down to earth， 他们就将神的国度带到地上来了。
So we see here that this is something which we have an active role. So we it is because of the overcomers that the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ are established. So we see here that you know the reality of the kingdom of God is also very much linked with the church. Because we see that in Revelation 12, it is the man child was born, the, the woman is a church. And the, the man child are the overcomers in the church. If you just read the whole chapter 12, from the very beginning until what we read about the overcomers, you see everything is one passage, so we're not taking out of context. And also the seven churches, the overcomers are in the churches. So we see the matter of the kingdom, we see the matter of the church, and we see the matter of the overcomers. And those who have been able to hear the Lord, the calling. So we see, well, this is such a big thing. How would that is possible to us? Is it our own strength? We have something special? But I think if we start to look at the, uh, at the life of Peter, he is truly a, such a wonderful example and such a uh, such a model for us to, to learn from. And then we see that from the very beginning that we see this amazing that this morning we have the Lord's table and our brother started sharing those verses. There are two incidents that are very characteristic of Peter and his response to the Lord. First when uh, is in John chapter six, you don't have to turn when Jesus said that he is the bearer of life. So those who come to him need, need to eat of him, need to feed of him. He is also the one who has uh, the, uh, the waters of eternal life that we can draw, uh, draw from. And after that, then he asked the disciples then, um, and many of those disciples were offended. So, and then it says that from that time many of the disciples went away and walked no more with him. So, so Jesus then asked the twelve disciples, Will you also go away? So then Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You are the one who has the words of eternal life. We have believed and we know that you are the Holy One of God. So 
So the picture I see here is, is something that relates to Adam uh, in the Garden of Eden. So this but the role and the reaction between Adam and Peter is totally the opposite. We know that Adam rejected and wanted to be independent. He refused to eat of the tree of, of, of life. He wants to be independent. And what we see here is a very issue that caused so many of disciples to be offended in the Lord and left the Lord. They would not want to be dependent on the Lord as the one who is the bread of life. But Peter was able to, to see. But not only that, he told the Lord that he has nowhere else to turn because the Lord is the one, our Jesus Christ, that has the word of eternal life. So for Peter, following the Lord, depending on the Lord, is a matter of life and death. So that was like the threshold for Peter. And then the second question, which is the one that was related to what was shared this morning for the Lord's table. And I'll read that verses from Matthew 16, verses 15 to 19. Jesus asked the disciples, But you, who do you say that I am? And Peter answering said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answering to him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed to thee, but my Father who is in the heavens. And I also, I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and on this rock I will build my assembly, my church, and Hades gates shall not prevail against it, and I will give to thee the keys of the kingdom of heavens, and whatsoever thou mayest bind on earth shall be bound in, uh, in heavens, whatsoever thou losest on earth shall be loosed in the heavens. Yesu对他说,新门也答应了,你是有福的,因为这不是属血肉的,只是你的,乃是我的天上的父,只是的。我还告诉你,你是彼得,我要把我的教会建在这盘石上,阴间的权柄不能胜过他。我要把天国的
going to make a difference in his life. Because Jesus knew there was a true revelation out of his life. So Jesus called him, You are Peter. Of course he knew Peter's name. So it was, it was, Jesus was not just saying, oh, you're Peter. He, he meant to say, you are Peter, and also on this rock I will build my church. It was not a play of words. Because Peter means a small stone. And then says, on this rock, I will build my church. On this massive rock, I will build my church. And the gates of his shall not prevail against it. So what is it that Peter has, and also what this rock, which, which is Christ himself, what is the common between them? Peter had the living revelation of who Jesus was. And then our Lord says, because you have this living revelation and it's part of you, it is on this revelation of Jesus that he is going to build. So then the church is composed of all those who have this revelation of Christ just as Peter had. If you just know mentally as a Christian, you know, by name, it's not going to make that difference. But if it's living, it will change you to the core. And the Lord not only will use you to build His church, He is going to give the keys of the kingdom of heavens. So that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loose on earth is loose in heaven. Sometimes uh, we're a little careless. We think that this is the same as in the prayer on the Sermon on the Mount. But actually it's not. In a certain amount it that will be that in on earth as it is in heaven. So it's the heaven actually directing whatever is going to happen in our prayer. But here is actually the earth having the authority and the power to bind and to lose and will happen in heaven. It's, 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 it's not the same thing. So it's so here is a tremendous power and authority that was given to the church. 
So we see here that the king of like the king, uh, the, uh, the keys of the king of heaven then is given to whom? is given to the church. The church are those who really have the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. So you begin to see the meaning of the kingdom. The reality of the kingdom. It depends on whether we have this revelation of who Christ really is. The church is built on Christ Himself and only Christ. And those who have the revelation of who Christ is. Peter just represents those who have seen, who have been gripped by this revelation of who Jesus Christ is. So here we are, we have such an issue which is really governing the kingdom of heaven based on the revelation of Jesus Christ. And once we see that this is what the Lord is doing today, we cannot but really ask the Lord, how can we go on? The other thing which is this, where is the church? If the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God these days is bound to the Lord building his church. I need to know where is the church? Where am I going to be? What am I supposed to do? And again, we find that this all questions that in Peter's life is we can see that being evolving. We see first of all that uh, in the Gospel of, of of Matthew, which talks not only about the king and the kingdom. It's the only gospel talk about the church. So and it's so practical. We, it's so practical that we missed it. So I just like to just go over that this little verse, this, this passage from Matthew 18, verses 15 to 20. In that passage, it talks about if your brother sins against you, go and reprove him between uh, him, uh, you and him. If you uh, if he hears you, you have gained him. But if he does not hear you, take this matter to two or three. And then every matter will stand with the words of the witnesses of two or three. If you not listen to them, then tell it to the whole church. And if he does not listen to the church, then he'll be like one of those nations of tax gatherer. 
And then again, this comes up. Very nice say to you, whatsoever shall mine on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever shall lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. And he says, if two of you shall agree on earth concerning any matter, whatsoever it may be, and you shall ask, it shall come to pass. 我要告诉你们，若是你们中间有两个人在地上同心合意的求什么事，我在天上的父必为他们成全。And this is the key. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. 因为有两三个人奉我的名聚会，那里就是就有我在他们中间。You see the picture here? 你看见这幅图画了吗？ This picture it talks says so much. It says where two or three are gathered in my name. 就两三个人放我的名, there I am in the midst. Many times we take this very casually. 我们有的时候把这个非常的, 呃, 当作不, because we do not know what really gathering in the name of the Lord really means. We don't have to look very far away, all the other places that meet. Why are they meeting? Well, this is not to put anybody down. The Lord gave us humility, the Lord gave us, you know, the love. There are places and institutions set up by man over so many years. That sadly, those are the human organizations that now have taken over. So we have the Baptist Church. Because they believe in baptism. We have the Presbyterian Church. Because they believe in the elders being in charge. They have the Pentecostals because they believe in, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the experience of the Holy Spirit. And we have the Methodists and go on and so forth. So they all have certain truths, a certain experience, something of Christ. But are they meeting just because of who Christ is? Because he is anointed one and he is the son of God. Because Christ is a central issue of God's eternal purpose. Everything is to be centered on Christ and Christ alone. Even as on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the disciples wanted to set up three tabernacles, and the Father says, Hear him, he's the only one that he's pleased with. 
他是唯一重要的那一位。So you see the centrality of who Christ is。是就看见基督应该是中心。Is what is spoken of here。所以在这边提到的。Where two or three are gathered into my name。让三个人奉我的名聚会。So when that is the case。所以当这是实际的时候。He does not need hundreds of people。他不需要。only two or three will yeah. have this kind of a purpose and they agree the Lord sees it and he says there I am in their midst men may not see it we even might miss it but it doesn't matter it's what God sees and when God sees He is going to give them power He is going to give them authority and they can command on earth and it will happen in heaven how is that possible? because they are the extension of Christ they are the body of Christ because Christ has a place where he is the head so you understand now that where is the church? where two or three are gathered in his name. And there's power, there's authority. So so may the Lord deliver us from anything that's man-made. So that we can really be so pure and just meet for the Lord alone. But the other thing which you also learn from Paul from the moment the Lord gave him the revelation Paul humbled himself and for a long time he was being prepared groomed for his service and he submitted to whoever the gathering the brothers in authority and, and it was in Antioch that he was called to serve and it was the brothers there to send him out as the apostle so we see here not just the passage we just read about uh, somebody who got offended and needs to be rectified we see Paul this matter of submission in the church so submission is not because we go to place and then we say I'm going to be in charge I'm going to tell people what to do but be willing to be lower than the others and finding whom to, we can submit to so it's one thing that we are able to see the headship of Christ can we see the Christ in our brothers and sisters to submit ourselves to that Christ? 
And that's only possible because we have that revelation of Jesus Christ. As being the Son of God, central to God's purpose and heart. And I'm seeking to be with the two or three. Who gather in the name of the Lord and submit myself to the Christ in them. That's how the kingdom of God in reality is being established today. There's nothing higher that God is seeking in your life and my life. We often think that you know our Christian life is about spiritual growth. If that is your main criteria in, in Christian life, you will be drifting from here to there. Because you will find a better teaching, you will find a, a better a group of Christians, you will find places that you can really grow. But is spiritual growth what we've been called to? For ourselves? Or there's only one aim and purpose? So that Christ will have his place. And that place of testimony. And the testimony means that I laid my life down. Not only for Christ, but for brothers and sisters. As in Philippians chapter 2. So this is something which has been really speaking to me. So all of this then, the question is, how could this be? How would this happen? So on one hand, you have the revelation of, of who Jesus Christ is. But how are we enabled, empowered to live this kind of life? Well, actually, Peter gave he's such a good example. Before we do that, I think we just do a, a, a step back and talk about when the Holy Spirit was given. There's something parallel going on in Peter's life and also uh, the Holy Spirit. We know that just before our Lord was going to be delivered up, he told the disciples that uh, he was going to give them uh, the Holy Spirit who is going to abide in them and shall be in them in John chapter 14. And we know also that after our Lord was resurrected, the first time he manifested himself to the disciples, he breathed the Holy Spirit into them. So they received the Holy Spirit in their lives, indwelling spirit. And then they were told 
that they need to pray. They go back to Jerusalem, and then they go and pray. Uh, so this so they wait until something else was going to happen. They did not know exactly what was going to happen. Just go and pray. And we know that he manifested himself to 500. So that means that the wind on the day of Pentecost, it was 120 meeting Jerusalem in the upper room. So many dropped out. They were praying and then nothing was happening. They waited and then they didn't see anything. But on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And when the Holy Spirit was poured out, they were speaking tongues, they were manifestation of power. Indeed, they were baptized into the body of Christ, and they were made as one. So this is when Peter comes up again. He explains what happened. He said this is prophesied in the book of Joel. The Holy Spirit will be poured out, will be given. But that's because Jesus Christ, the Spirit on high, he is at the right hand of Father on the throne. So once again, he is able to recognize, know that Jesus, the anointed one, is indeed in power. And because he's in power, the church is born. So Peter then was also used, by the way, to not only among the Jews on that day, on that day 3,000 were saved, but later on, Peter was also the one who was sent to the Gentiles, the house of Cornelius, where the Holy Spirit again came down. So we see that the church, Jews and Gentiles, being made into one with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And we have been included in that. That happened over that happened over 2,000 years ago but that's something which is accomplished fact that the Lord has done why is it accomplished? he is on the throne he is a king and the church is the body of Christ to show forth, to testify that he is the king he is the Messiah so if I see Christ the Son of God the Son to God's purpose. We will know the church. We also know the kingdom of heaven. So we see all the pieces will fit together. So now, so then the question that I was asked, ask, uh, how is this possible to be Real me, I can experience. 
by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to be indwelling in us so that we can hear Him, learn from Him. And also have the power enabling to serve him. So there are two aspects, the indwelling and the outpouring. So so there's also a question, why did it happen on the day of Pentecost? Was it a coincidence? Why didn't uh, on the day that Jesus was ascended, you know, that he could have just had a baptism right then and there? Why did have to wait for 50 days and so many dropped out? What does Pentecost mean? Pentecost in Greek means 50. And actually, uh, there is a Jewish feast for that. It's also called the Feast of the Weeks. They start counting seven weeks from the Passover day. Plus one day. Therefore, it is 50. And what were the children of Israel asked to do that, during that time? They were asked to, uh, first of all, celebrate that God has given them uh, the Ten Commandments to Moses. And that's not just to tell them what to do, but God is setting the way that there could be the communion and the, the basis on which God and man could communicate with the other. So it was a happy, joyous feast. They were also asked to give a free will, willing offerings of the first fruits. So 50 days later from the Passover, rather than the, pa- the Passover, which is totally different. We know that the Passover they had to take the lamb, sacrifice the lamb uh, at the temple, and then they go home, the Jews, and then they eat of the Passover. So that represents Christ. He is the Lamb of God who died for our sin. And He's the one who that we take and that we also just receive. But for the Feast of uh, 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 the Seven Weeks or the uh, uh, Pentecost, it's only free will offering. You can give little, you can give more. As long as it's first fruits. 
只要是从这个出熟的果子出来的，都可以。So that also speaks a lot what that the meaning you know in New Testament the meaning to us。所以这个对我们而言，啊，我们也看见新约的意义。It means to offer ourselves up willingly to God。这就说到我们从心里面愿意把我们自己献给主神。Willingly offering ourselves to God—that's the key. 所以我们从心里打，从心里面愿意把我们自己献给主。Let the Holy Spirit take full charge of our lives，让圣灵能管辖我们的一生，so that we can really let the Lord teach us and guide us，所以让神教导我们，带领我们，and then also that we might be able to be together with with His children，所以我们可以与他的儿女一同在一起。so, so the Holy Spirit then is the one who enables us. So, but there's one more thing which is also uh, there's a calling that is very much part of of, of the whole picture. We know that from the very beginning, when Jesus was calling the disciples, so that they can continue going on. There was one prerequisite. Jesus told them, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. So we see here that bearing the cross, letting the Lord daily teach us, and changes is very much also then part of that how the Lord can enable us by the Holy Spirit to be able to enter into kingdom. And then not only that, then we see in Peter's life how he was really one would testify until the very end. Yes, he did fail by denying the Lord three times. But the Lord restored him in love. At the very end of his life, he was crucified. He was martyred for Christ. So indeed, he was the overcomer as spoken in Revelation 12. So we see here such a big picture, such a beautiful picture of what the Lord is doing in one person's life. But also what the Lord is doing in His church. And it starts with the revelation of who Christ is. And our willingness to eat and depend on the Lord as bread of life. And deny ourselves. So let the cross work in our lives too. I just like to make a couple of uh, remarks related to a conference that we had, a special conference. There were two details which are very interesting. Uh, first of all, you know that uh, Brother Kong at one point lived in New York, was in New York. But uh, just about 40 years ago, he moved away 
And then he also gave his last message. So, forty-years later, he left and gave his last message. And that was 1972. This was shortly after, also when、uh, Watchman Nee passed away. So, 1972, just when we were talking about Watchman And also see the condition of the church, which he knew of the fellowship here,、uh, that was totally changing、uh, its nature and how they met. So, 看见我们牛弟兄走了，然后也看见在纽约的啊教教会也慢慢开始变质了，改变聚会方法。It must have been a, a times of sadness for our brother. 对我们弟兄应该是非常难过的一段时时刻。But who would have thought 40 years later, Brother Kong could be here and minister about the Lord's eternal purpose? So, no one thought that in 40 years time, our brother could come back and minister about the Lord's eternal purpose. So, no one thought that in 40 years time, our Is between the last week of May and the first week of、uh, June, depending on the Jewish calendar. So, we think that usually is between the last week of May and the first week of June. Because their calendar is different from ours. Because their calendar is different from ours. Do you know when was the day of Pentecost or Shavuot? That's the Jewish Hebrew name for it. You know, Wednesday. Ah, is what happened? For 2012. 两千十二年吗 Can somebody know? Does anyone know? 有人知道吗 It was on May 27, Sunday. 就是主日，就是五月二十七号 We were here. 我们在这边 Well, you can say all of this is coincidence. 那我们可以说这个是巧合了 It really doesn't change, but there's one thing which I think the Lord is drawing us to see and to realize. So I think the Lord is drawing us to see and to realize. So I think the Lord is drawing us to see and to realize. So I think the Lord is drawing us to see and to realize. His desire to have his church to be his body to be able to express and to say that he is Christ. So, ah,、uh, 作为他的身体，我们应该表达他就是基督啊啊，我们的主。We look in the past in church history, so many men of God have been used, so many leaders. 所以在过去神的教会里，神也用许多的仆人。We see、uh, not only Peter and Paul， 我们不只看见彼得，还有保罗、John、约翰。But as we go through history, we see、uh, Martin Luther, Zinzendorf。我们看见马丁路德、新兴道夫、Watchmanly、瓦尼托森、Tiosin Sparks， 啊，斯伯克。Well, they are great men。他们是神呃神里的伟人。But they have come, and the Lord have also taken them. So they came and went. And how is it that now testimony of Jesus Christ is still here? So, ah, Jesus Christ's testimony is still here. It is through the individuals. It is through the individuals. The two or three who saw had a revelation of who Jesus Christ. The two or three who saw had a revelation of who Jesus Christ. 
It is the individuals, two or three, who meet in the name of the Lord. Who somehow, against all odds, they're able to still see and bring the Lord's testimony living in their lives. So you think that the Holy Spirit's work is finished after the Pentecost? He is very much longing and waiting for the vessels who are willing to allow him to use them. Are you willing to be those who can be used of the Lord to bring the reality of the kingdom of heaven on earth? Are we seeking to meet with those two or three who have such a desire? We have no claim to say that we are the church or we are the local church, none of that. But we can meet and have a desire for the Lord to have His testimony in our lives, in our midst. And if this governs our life, we will change us. As it changed Peter, and it changed all the saints throughout the church history over 2,000 years. So don't look down about how the Lord will have you as His vessel. In fact, the Lord depends on your response individually. That is what's keeping the testimony of Jesus alive. I just hope that you really see what is involved here. We're living in the day and days. When John, at the end of his life, when the church was in declension, when everything else, all the confusion was happening, he had a fresh scene of Jesus Christ, the risen one. And he wrote Revelation. And he said, it's all about the testimony of Jesus. And he also showed us that the overcomers in the church, they're the ones who are going to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. So I hope that you know the Lord will just impress upon us. Are we willing? Are we willing to offer ourselves? He has given us the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We have the Holy Spirit upon us. Are we willing to be those who, who do violence and bring His kingdom? He alone is worthy. He is the Son of God, and He is the Christ. 
so just uh, anyone would like to pray so